0: This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of the Transformation Bros. How are you, Nathan? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I had a
1: little bit of trouble in the last couple of recordings. Mm. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, I've been dealing with that, so I've made extra sure now that I've got my microphone on, so hopefully this sounds
0: really good. I can hear you. I can definitely hear you now. It's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, finished that juice fast a few days ago that I talked about on the last um, last couple of episodes. That was a really big thing for me, and just transitioning yeah, nice. back out of that. But man, I got some crazy insights. But back into <laughs> the non the non fasted world now. now. I haven't been able to get back to that deep, like really deep meditative state that I was in. So right. I was a little bit frustrated by that. Like as soon as I started eating, it felt like oh, I kind of dropped back into to normal again. So that was quite annoying, actually. I found that a little bit frustrating.
0: But yeah, um, especially when you when you're right on it, like you were, you were just oh, peaking.
1: Man. Yeah, so so frustrating. But then I was like, oh gosh, now I have to be with the frustration, <laughs> you know. So <to laughs> with that as well. But the thing I am proud of is of really transitioned back into really healthy food. So I think I talked about this on episode four, i I'm um, trying to avoid gluten and mm. um, trying to stick to mainly vegetarian at home. I'm not strictly a non-meat eater, but I'm just trying to eat more vegetarian. And so I've really nailed that. I've really managed to um, keep vegetarian food, gluten-free food for the last week. So super proud of that.
0: Yeah, nice. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing more plant based food, actually. But uh, as you know, I've got four sons and three of them live at home. And I reckon give them a good meat upbringing. (laughs) Just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) fill (laughs) those, growing fast, fill those bones. Yeah. I think there's a lot, there'd be a lot of good for it.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's just something I wanted to try. And I think I wasn't eating enough vegetables in general. And yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Uh, how's your week been?
0: Good. My week has been good. Um, back to work after lockdowns, getting back into that. Team's doing amazing. Um, yeah, I've been fasting, doing the 18-hour one. Is it 18 oh, or 16? Really? It's, yeah.
1: uh, eight. it's 16 and 8, right? E- eating yeah, for 8
0: hours, eight. fasting for 16, is that right? Mass was never... <laughs> <It> ate- mass- <laughs> Math maths actually was my strong point. Yeah, it's probably my strongest. English, point. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many other things that I'm a shit at. But um, yeah, I'm noticing that. I think it's really good. But I did notice I've got to have a decent meal on the night before and then go through to midday. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because you've got to, you're effectively fitting your entire eating schedule into eight hours. So because mm. the, you, you don't reduce your calories, so you're still trying to get that, whatever it is, two and a half to three and a half thousand calories that we right. average eat, yep. but you're squeezing it into eight hours. So it means you have to, you feel like you're eating a lot in that eight hour window if you do
0: it properly. Right. Oh, that makes more sense. Actually. That's good. And now I'm exercising a lot as well. I've oh, got cool. this. I, th- you know, I think we talked about it last time, just doing something every day and marking it off on the calendar. Yep. And that's working really good, really enjoying that. So if it's not a run or a bike ride, a decent bike ride, then it's um, a decent walk, or go and do some cardio, or do some uh, like a forty-five minute Tabata session. Yeah, it's working really well. Awesome. My belly is going down <laughs> as we speak.
1: Yeah, the universal um, male
0: indicator of health. Yes, I can actually feel mine like a belt. Like when it gets tight, <laughs> even if I don't, <laughs> even if I don't have a belt on, I can feel it tight, the tightness. So it's a good, it's a good indicator actually. Yeah, it's a it really does, good indicator. Yeah, I just literally feel uncomfortable. So, mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And um, chocolate, I might as well just strap onto my waist, maybe just, <laughs> just sticky tape. if Directly. I have a, Yeah, there's no point in ingesting it. Just slap it on under the shirt. That's pretty much what happens.
1: I made, um, so I got a massive sweet tooth as well. And I love, um, you know, when you and I go for coffee, I always grab what? A sweet. Yeah, some kind of cake, a slice, (laughs) lolly slice, a muffin, another piece of lolly slice, some brownie. (laughs) I just always have something sweet and it's a real addiction for me. So I was thinking coming off the fast, I was like, oh man, I got to figure out a way to curb that because, or else I'm just going to dive straight into it after the fast. So I found a a recipe yeah, have a strategy. Mm. So I found a recipe, this is going to sound so gross when I say it out loud, but I made it, I found. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I so made yeah, it, yeah. I found a recipe for avocado brownies.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you were saying that's <laughs> funny. Is,
1: it's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Thinking like avocado mm. brownie, but yeah, it's made with um, avocados and an apple and honey and um, almond flour and yeah, it's got a little bit of honey in it to sweeten it. But oh my God, this has been a game changer for me because every time I want to have a little sweet, I have a slice of that and mm. I'm just like, oh man. And it feels, it's so chocolatey and rich. It's got heaps of cocoa in it. Uh, but I know I'm eating like an avocado and an apple. It's so good. So are you going to
0: post the recipe below? Or absolutely. Look below we for need the recipe. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds that.
1: so, um, when I say it out loud, like an avocado brownie sounds so gross. but. Yeah, it's actually really, really delicious. It's not, I like it doesn't the avocados. taste like a normal brownie, but it it definitely is close enough, you know, for what I'm trying to
0: achieve. Does it taste like avocado? Uh,
1: the last batch did. So I used avocado that wasn't quite ripe enough, you know, when they're a little bit hard, you take uh, them a little bit yeah. hard. And yeah. um, it tastes a little bit um, vegetable-y, you know, the avocado when it's not quite ripe, it's still a little bit. Greeny, yeah. So that yeah. one did, but the last one I used, the they were bang on, and it was oh, it was so good. It was so good. So well join done. us next week for uh, meals, more recipes, with Nathan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how to turn an avocado into anything with Nathan, <laughs> Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: How to have uh, chocolate when you're not having chocolate?
1: Yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, you know, I can't, I can't understate how much sugar addiction really rules my life. So I'm joking about mm. it, but these are, this is really serious for me. Like, mm. this is something that's really, um, it's really close to my heart, and mm. and breaking through it and finding strategies to um, feel really good about what I'm eating is huge for me. So yeah, I'm actually really proud of, of, of this little discovery.
0: Yeah, you're doing amazing, and no, I don't have that. I don't have that same sweet tooth. Yeah. It's not an addiction.
1: Yeah, I think that's, um, the way I describe it is that when I have um, something sweet, so when I have a cookie, a switch gets flicked on in my brain that tells me to have another one. And then when I eat that one, that switch gets activated again, and then I can't stop. So the addiction is that switch in the brain. Where most so just people- a faulty switch. Literally, where most people eat something and then they go, okay, I'm satisfied or I'm full. The switch says mm. stop. And uh, an addict's mind, the switch goes the other way. So it just says mm. we, we need more and more and more and more, whether it's cigarettes or alcohol or drugs or yoga.
0: <laughs> it's a good point you make, though, because I'm, like I've noticed it with coffee and I've noticed it with other things like comfort. I'll just have it for a comfort. So like sometimes I'll go to have a coffee. I'm off the coffee now, but I'm like honing through for at least four decafs a day. And when I do have them, I'd still attach to comfort. Hmm. There's still something in me that's either a bit bored or a bit craving something else, something to do, something to make me feel better. Not that I, I don't not feel good, but yeah. So Great that's awareness. an interesting one. Yeah.
1: Awareness to notice the, the comfort or the the trigger.
0: Mm, I saw a I'll meme. Just um,
1: anyway. I saw a meme last week that said, "If you switch out um, coffee for green tea, you can remove any last bit of joy that's actually <laughs> in your life." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: yeah. What little bit of joy is <laughs> left will be gone. Yeah, it's
1: like, yeah, it right. yeah. I was like man, yeah, we, we we do have to watch that, right? Where it's like we're not just yeah. completely. Beating ourselves up and sucking the joy out of life, but for me, it's that 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 meme was really funny, and it was also I was like, yeah, but um, shoving a bunch of shit in your body isn't actually joy.
0: No, no, short term.
1: Yeah, it's it's that's not joy. You're right. Mm. It's the difference between um, yeah, we've actually had some really good conversations about this, haven't we? We're trying to distinguish between a quick hit versus the real thing that it's trying to replace. So for me, maybe sugar, I'm getting this quick hit, but what I'm actually craving is a hug from my mum. You know, I'm actually craving that sense of like warm, loving, caring, nurturing, belonging. Belonging. Yep. Yeah. And so if you don't have those things in your life, and I've spent a lot of my life without the ability to feel deep love or, or connection or fulfillment. Mm. If you don't have those things in your life, sure, you would you would think that drinking, partying, doing drugs, eating rich food is joy, is mm. is the closest thing you're going to get to feeling
0: joy and excitement. Yeah, because it goes the same for successful people. Not everyone, obviously, but there's a lot of people that, get everything they've ever wanted materialistically. And I still feel unhappy or unfulfilled. It's a similar thing, isn't it? Where, Yeah. yeah just the, all that constant striving to fill that void, fill that hole, put stuff in, whether it's food, whether it's success, whether it's achievements, whatever, just trying to feel better. Mm. Ooh, that that feels like they're not good enough, but I'm, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. And, Oh, Rich Litvin, one of my coaches, he he has this great line where he said, you can never get enough of what you don't need.
0: Mm, mm.
1: And it's a bit of a mindfuck, that sentence. But you can never get enough of what you don't really need. So <laughs> it's like for a Break successful person, maybe it's money, you know, but they can never get enough of it because it's mm. not really money that they're after. It's mm. safety, it's security, it's
0: significance. Belonging. Yeah, significance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's um to come back to that meme, it's like, yeah, you you know, to say, okay, if you take coffee out and replace it with green tea, you're robbing yourself of the last little bit of joy. Well, actually, if you can start to do what we're talking about, this this transformative process, which is involving slowing down, feeling into your patterns and actually replacing some of those patterns so you can actually create uh, real joy, real sustained joy, peace, love, fulfillment, all the big juicy words in your mm. life, then it
0: doesn't feel like
1: I need coffee.
0: <laughs> mm. I don't know. It comes back to coffee always though, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you always need coffee.
0: Jason and Nathan. I noticed it, um, you know, a few years ago. forget maybe four years ago where I was I didn't feel fulfilled. I always felt the glass ceiling. I was like hard up against it. I couldn't break through it. I knew there was more, but I always was kept getting the same results. Literally my back up against the glass ceiling. And it was a great conversation you and I had at one point where we identified it was around fulfillment. And it really clicked for me. And I so what I did to try and get more fulfilment was I wouldn't leave work until I would finished what was on my list. It Was so transformative for me because it seems like just a tip or trick, like it's a list that I write and then um, you know work through, get to the end of the day, go home, come back and do it all again. But it actually it was, was really like, specific for
1: you. It was, was really, a really specific, specific for me. Thing for
0: you, yeah. yeah, because I would always have the experience of not finishing the list. And, of course, I could self-sabotage and, like, make the list too big or, like, just be ridiculous with it. But I always, for some reason, I always knew, nah, these three things, well, not always, but during this process, I knew these three, I might get um, five, six, seven things off the list, and there might be three or four left. And I I discovered that if I stayed even till you know, an extra hour afterwards or whatever and finished what was on that list, and I drove home. I felt so freaking satisfied. Mm-hmm. It was a real shift for me. I think that was really transformative back in those times of how I learned to. Because it's not the same as flogging myself or pushing myself harder. It was quite. I'd actually have to feel into it to what it actually was, but it was like the achievement. I set that achievement for myself, and I just on a daily basis started achieving, and it really shifted my perspective.
1: Yeah, I can feel for you that it was not, um, it was about actually feeling a sense of achievement and fulfillment for the first time and consciously feeling those things. So it's about going, okay, let's Mm. finish those things and then noticing what fulfillment actually feels like.
0: Yeah, totally. Because it's way different to, I mean, I've had levels of success, I've had all kinds of things, but it was different. It was just that fulfillment, I think, because what is fulfillment? Who's feeling fulfilled? How do we become fulfilled? Oh, that's a that good question. And that was the thing for me. That really did it for me. Mm. But how do, how do other people, who, who does feel fulfillment and how do they get there?
1: Yeah, that's a, a great great question. A great, um, yeah, it's a great thing to explore. I, I notice that in a lot of my clients that, that fulfillment is missing. And one of the big things is that they never actually arrive anywhere. They mm. never allow themselves to arrive. Which mm. means the second they achieve something, they're on to the next thing. And there's always this kind of wolf that's chasing them that never allows mm. them to stop. So they're constantly running and running and running and they never actually arrive. And so, and a lot of them have hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in some cases, completely financially mm. secure, but they have, they just have not developed the ability to stop and actually enjoy and reflect on everything that they have created in their life.
0: Yeah. And I think that's not just a monetary thing. That's everyone would have a level of that in their own lives, regardless of where they sit on the spectrum. Yeah. Just the ability we've talked about that before, like the ability to celebrate, to actually take, like, (laughs) I noticed, I don't know if you like this, Nate, but I couldn't feel if someone celebrated me, I couldn't feel it. Or a, yeah. a compliment. It was always like, yeah, moving on. Yeah, it's awkward.
1: Yeah, it's awkward. I think I think fulfillment is I think celebrating, sorry, is is one part of it. And then mm. I can also sense as I as I feel into this that fulfillment is actually celebrating doing the thing that is most meaningful to you. So mm. if you celebrate that you just went out and watered the lawn. Well, that's cool. We can celebrate that. It's, you know, that's you've done something. But probably it's not your highest calling to be watering the lawn. But when you go out there and you go, okay, you find out that thing that you is really meaningful to you and that you really want to share with the world, and then you start creating it, and then you take time to celebrate each little step on that process, I think now we're starting to get into the the formula for fulfillment.
0: Yeah. Purpose. You just open a can of worms there. That's right. When you're on that journey. Mm.
1: Yeah. The journey of purpose.
0: Yeah. But I like that. Um, you know, because just watering the lawn, like you say. So it's got to be, it's got to be meaningful. That's what you're saying. Mm. Something that you're doing that's meaningful that you can derive a sense of um, satisfaction and fulfillment from. Mm.
1: Totally. Yeah. If I look at, my life, the, the things that I've created in my life in the last year, um, they're things that everything I've created has been really meaningful to me. So I can, I can actually find a deep sense of fulfillment at each stage in the process. Whereas when I was kind of just working in a job and just working every day, it was hard to find that sense of fulfillment because the work wasn't really that meaningful. But now yeah. I, look and I go, actually, the further I go along and the more and more um, I, I find alignment with who I really am and the contributions I want to make, oh, now I can go, yeah, I, I can feel really fulfilled. I noticed that after a, I've had a day where I've worked with a, a bunch of clients, that night I go, wow, like I really helped people today. I undeniably helped people today. And that is such a good feeling. You know, mm. and it's not something I felt for most of my life.
0: Yeah, I was just feeling into – yeah, that's awesome. I like what you're saying there. Thanks. I was feeling into um, the times when I couldn't it, – it wasn't enough. You know, like I was doing a lot, but I couldn't really feel it. Yeah, I couldn't feel um, – I think it's good enough too, like having enough, good enough, being enough. So good, it's kind of yeah.
1: like you um, – it, it it didn't matter even if you were doing good stuff, you couldn't acknowledge it because you still there was a deep sense of not feeling good enough underneath it all.
0: Yeah, and it's subconscious, but it was like Yeah, it's exactly what you were talking about before, like when when would it end? What would be enough? You can't get enough of what you don't um want. It's a really
1: good question. I think that's what I'd love everyone to sit with is when will you be mm. enough? On your current trajectory, with the way you're living your life, when will you be able to say that I'm enough? And just yeah, feel into really that good. question. What's, that, what's the answer that comes up for you? For a lot of men, it'll be like, oh, you know, once I'm financially secure, once I've got a million bucks, whatever the number is, then I'll feel enough.
0: Um, but the reality is you've got to feel it now. I'll try be, the access to what's the access to feeling it now.
1: Well, I think you've got to just slow down before you get to that point and you've got to notice what, how you're operating right now. And mm. if you think, when will I be enough? One, probably you've never asked that question of yourself before. And two, there's probably, um, that may not, you may not even have an answer. It might awaken you to realize, man, I'm just on autopilot here, working from a place of not being enough, but I don't even really have a, Definition of knowing when I'll be enough or when it will be enough or when this will be enough or when I can actually feel good enough so I can celebrate myself and celebrate my life and what I've created. So I think it's really good awareness just to first sit with that, sit with, yeah, when will I be enough?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question.
1: So I want to segue a little bit into um, this show and just have a conversation with you about what's come up for you. We're into episode um, six now of this recording, and we really set the intention of just having a lot of fun, you and I sharing some of our conversations, practicing being a bit more open with the world about who we really are and and what we talk about. What have you Mm. noticed in this first few weeks?
0: I'm not good enough.
1: (laughs) I noticed that about you too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was like, oh shit! <laughs> what am I going to talk about next? Mm. I don't know anything. Yeah,
1: um, lots of things.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think just the just the reality of doing it, and you know, grateful for the people that have expressed such amazing words, and I've had few people reach out and let me know that they enjoyed it. So it's kind of it got different. It kind of changed. It was easier to do it when when we were just recording and no one knew what we were doing. I definitely enjoyed that more. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. we go back to that? Mm-hmm. We should just, yeah, pretend we were, we were going to release it. Um, I still love it. And it, we've got that intention of making it fun, which is good. So we present ourselves to that. But, yeah, just, um, yeah, little feeling, those normal feelings, I think. What about yeah, you?
1: I think that's super helpful. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed the pattern of what I tend to do with things that like this. So the pattern would be get really excited about something, new idea. It's come from a really good place. It feels creative. It feels really fun. And then we start doing it. And then one, I, tr- I start to get really um, perfectiony around it. So I want it to be done perfect. And then I start noticing, Oh man, I said the wrong word there. And Oh, Jason didn't do this. Right. and Oh, I didn't get the editing. You know, da da da, and I start to pick it up, and that feels really heavy. Mm, so, mm. but it's a um, it's an automatic pattern that happens. You know, it's just like right. I've got to now start to make this perfect, and before I even notice, I'm really getting down in the weeds of trying to get it perfect.
0: Um, Does that come from a fear, or is it a
1: yeah, yeah, right, yeah? It comes from a fear of people seeing me as being. Um, the word is like it's not imperfect. It's it's a little bit different to that, but it's like sloppy, right? Or yeah. unpolished, or mm. just like lazy, or like I'm just phoning it in.
0: That's my experience of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I never <laughs> let anybody see that in me, and I always make sure everything is polished and to my best ability. Mm. Um. But its I, I'm just realizing through this podcast process, which is awesome, it's, it's showing me this pattern, which is such a gift, how little fun is in that. It's so not fun. It's so heavy. No. So serious. Mm. It's so significant. Mm. Uh, mm. And I start to forget that none of this fucking
0: matters. And that's the indicator, too, when it's getting heavy, when it feels like that. That's the indicator for us just to go, fuck it.
1: yeah well it's certainly the indicator to pull back and look at it and go Mm. what's going on here what's happening so yeah i noticed that i noticed that um yeah getting quite uh about it and that's not fun so just checking back in with the intention and trying to bring some perspective back so zooming out Mm. and going hey in the big picture this is a silly little show that you and i are doing for our own enjoyment (laughs) so let's not (laughs) get so significant about it uh, the second thing I noticed is when we released it online, we got um, a ton of uh, people commenting and lots of people messaged me, and we got a whole bunch of people listening to the show, which is awesome. And uh, I was really grateful. I was super blown away. I felt incredibly, um, yeah, just incredibly grateful to have so many friends and family mm. and people to support too. it and give mm. us feedback. So mm. thank you to all of you for that. Um, and then I noticed that kind of shifted something in me that then it became this thing that I now had to keep up, keep doing with four other people. Hmm. It's, I guess it's ego is when the ego takes over. So it, it, it stops from being this really fun, creative thing that comes from a place of alignment to, Oh, now I want to make sure is this episode getting lots of likes? Is this one getting comments? What do I have to say to make sure this one looks really good? And so mm. all of a sudden it goes from being a thing that's coming through me to something that's like, I'm trying to impress or get right.
0: Yeah. Force. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: So that's been a real gift. It's been mm. a real gift, which is, again, that was the whole purpose for us was to start putting ourselves out there and speaking our truth and see what happens
0: and noticing what happens. Yeah. What it brings up. Yeah. It's a really good point. Mm. I'm sure people could relate too. To that feeling of significance, making something significant.
1: Yeah, whether it's about a creative project or putting your art out into the world or writing music or starting a new business and telling your friends and family about it, like this is the part, this is the pattern. Um, you know, fear shows up in equal quantities to possibility. So as much as we create a new possibility and a new idea, our fear and our imposter syndrome will show up in equal measures. So
0: every time, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that true? Fear and imposter syndrome. Boy, that's a beauty.
1: Yeah. So it's just noticing those two things showing up. So let's talk about that. Maybe we can bring up some fear, talk about fear and imposter syndrome on the next episode.
0: That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan.